This is DJ Dr. Chris. Hi guys, this is your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'm gonna to be talking about low back pain and strengthening your glutes. And I just realized I didn't tell you how to treat the migraines you may have. And after that, we'll pop open a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Let's do it. I mean, I guess we're both excited for this podcast this week, but um, it's getting better. I didn't have a migraine this week, so I'm able to function a lot better. I'm not as stressed as I was the last couple of weeks. I mean, that's a lie. I'm so stressed, but it's just not as bad. Um, but I was listening to, you know, our podcast people. Thank you so much for listening and giving us feedback. It makes me excited, guys. Um, but someone was like, so you, what did you do? For your migraines, like how did you treat it? We know you said you slept, but like, is there any medicine you can take or is there anything you can do to prevent the migraines? And I was like, oh gosh, I guess I didn't explain what to do once one occurs or how to prevent one from occurring. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that today. Uh, so of course, first and foremost, like a headache, a tension headache and a migraine, they're all different. Um, to truly be classified as a migraine, um, most people that have migraines experiences, the pain, the nausea, the vomiting, the light sensitivity, um, it lasts longer than like a day. It's like literally lasts like a couple of days in a row. Um, so like when you have one of those, there are certain things you can do to prevent it. One is food. Certain foods can trigger migraines to happen. Like anyone that is like a migraine person is always on the brink of a migraine. So like chocolate is one thing that can trigger it to happen. Um, alcohol can, can trigger it to happen. Um, stress, of course, can trigger it to happen. Um, sunlight, being out in the sun too long can trigger it to happen. Um, so you will, preventative wise, you would want to avoid certain factors that you know causes your be brought on. Not every one person is the same, so it's not like a definitive thing. But you can also do things like physical therapy, behavioral therapy, um, lifestyle changes. All those can help prevent the migraines from happening. And usually it works for about 40% of the patients. Um, there are some people that are just genetically prone to migraines and that's not going to help. And there's different medications. There are acute medications that you can take. Um, one of the oldie but goodies is um, Sumatriptan or Amidrex. Um, that one is usually the first one you have to try unless you have an allergy to it um, for your migraines. But the key thing is a lot of patients don't know when you take Amidrex, it is dissolved in your stomach. So if you are one of those people that get nauseous or vomit, you, it's not gonna work. So when you take the Imitrex and you feel your migraines coming on, like some people get auras where it's like flashing lights or a circle or little dots, and you know your migraine is about to happen, you should take the Imitrex right away. You cannot wait for the migraine to set in because then you're too far gone. So if you can take it at onset, lay down, take yourself out of whatever environment, if you can, your migraine won't be as severe as preventative like treatment for migraines um, is Botox. But not everybody is approved for Botox because you have to have all these criteria. Like you have to have at least 15 or more migraine days a day. You have had to have failed like two or three trips and you have 
you have to have been on like a preventative um, migraine medicine, which is like, um, which this is not a fear approved, but doctors sometimes put you on like Topamax, um, gamepentin, different seizure type medications because it helps with migraines. Um, but that's the only way that the insurance will approve Botox for migraines. And that's a whole nother segment, I feel like, because Botox, I truly feel works. I've used it on patients in the past. It honestly helps keep their migraines at bay, but it costs a pretty penny unless insurance pays for it. So, um, let me I ask you, where do you do those like give you some information on that? Where do you do those Botox injections? Okay, so I mean, it's in your head. Um, you do it uh, pretty much your for near your forehead, near the brows. You do it on the side of your head. Like near your back, but not near, like not at your neck, but a little bit above, and then you can do some in your um, trap area. Hmm, okay, so the um, suboccipital muscles, occipital frontalis. Yeah, so um, I feel like there's a lot of overlap between migraine and cervicogenic headache. Um, I feel like it's hard to determine as a patient which one's which. So cervicogenic headache is a fancy term for pain coming. From Huh? I feel like it's tension headache. Yeah, it's tension headache. It's pain coming from the back of the muscles that attach your skull to your spine, basically. So I see that a lot. And it's that one usually just comes from a forward head posture, sitting at a desk with kind of being lazy in your posture a little bit and letting your head stick out. The the muscles in the back of the neck, uh, at the base of the skull, go into like a shortened phase. And they cramp up over time and put pressure on the, uh, the occipital nerve, causing a headache. So that's what's, you know, if that's the case, you gotta work on your neck posture and just massage those little areas in the back. Sometimes that, that does a trick. So get trigger points. But or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, come see uh, me at yeah, Synergy. Or see me in a few points. months because dry healing for a physical therapist just got passed in Florida. Wow. So I'll, I'll get my certificate. Oh, nice. spend like you gotta take that class. Yeah. So it's like 50 yeah, hours. Just to put it on the wall. Exactly. You need it because you could puncture along. So I was yes. like, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, what's going on in the rehab corner? Glutes, 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 right? So back pain, everyone knows the strength of the core. Um, and I think most people have by now have heard, okay, you have to strengthen your glutes. So I wanted to talk about why. Um, I would even argue that strong glutes may be a little more important than a strong core. I don't know. That's that's very debatable. Anyways, uh, the glutes are basically the foundation for your spine, like a foundation in a house. If you are on an unsteady surface, there's no way the rest of the house is going to be sturdy. Uh, but there's one relationship in particular I see day in, day out. Uh, I'd say majority of the patients I see, their back pain is because of this one thing. And it's a compensation. It's weak glute medius and minimus. So these two muscles are on the side of your hip. And most people, and I know you, Bree, have dealt with this. If you touch the, the top of the butt on the side there, like the top of your pelvis, it's probably going to be tender there because that muscle just does not get worked that much in traditional workouts. So it tends to get weak. Very touched um, that's that area. And I was like, that hurts. <laughs> like almost jumped off the table. Right. I was like, she's like, I know it hurts, Bree. However, we need to do this. I'm like, ah, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be worked out. 
So um, <clears throat> that muscle does, like if you lay on your side and do a leg lift, that's basically what that muscle does. But more importantly, when you're walking, when you're standing on one leg, it's responsible for keeping your pelvis parallel to the ground. Right, so if you picture the way a runway model walks with their hips all over the place, that's like zero glute medius and minimus activation. They're just like basically turning that muscle off. Uh, for the Most section, runway I models guess. don't have asses either, so they need to work on their glutes. Right, I'm sure they, a lot of them have back pain, I'm sure. So, um, so the thing is, so it's responsible to keep your pelvis level. So when you're swinging one leg and the other leg's planted, uh, if you don't have glute medius firing or minimus, um, you're going to scuff the ground. So you can compensate by kind of leaning away a little bit. So that activates a muscle in your back called your QL, your quadratus lumborum. So uh, those muscles already have a job to keep you staying erect. So they're on in standing. And if you give them a secondary role uh, to turn on so you don't scuff your leg on the floor, they go into overuse real quick and they get achy and stiff and super painful and they'll lock up on you and you freak out and you go get an MRI and lo and behold, you have a bulge disc. All it was is just the muscle that was just overused. So that, and that's just one example. There's lots of compensations, right? Cause we move in, in 3D, right? Uh, like glute max can be weak and it can cause you uh, too much lumbar extension. So there's all these little compensations with a hip where your back will just absorb the brunt of the, the uh, action. And that's where it all starts. So we gotta strengthen those glutes. That's what I, get. I mean, I think I thought I was straightening, but I mean, there's a lot of different exercises you can do to strengthen your glutes. I feel like if I do lunges and squats, that's good enough, but apparently not. So that's a perfect example. So I was talking about, so, all right, so planes of motion, you get a sagittal plane, frontal plane, transverse plane, right? not to get too techy here, but the majority of uh, the movements done in a gym or with a trainer for the most part are going to be sagittal planes. So that's like a lunge is sagittal plane, right? Squatting stepping all those things are all in the same plane where the lateral hip moves laterally right how often are people doing like sideline leg lifts maybe people are doing lateral lateral lunges as a start um but it has to be done very specifically yeah you know there's the seated hip abduction machine that some people use that kind of touches it but i don't think it's the best exercise for specifically what i'm talking about um, and the other thing too is it's really easy to cheat with like a sideline leg lift. So you have to know exactly how to do it and not use your back muscle. Well, maybe you should put on Instagram how a perfect example of a sideline leg lift, or do you have it on your blog? Yes, to both. It's already on my Instagram and it's on the blog. <laughs> not your Instagram, Chris. Our Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll post it there. Okay. Yeah, perfect. That sounds good. It's not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, that's interesting because I need to get this bottom nice and tight for the wedding. We're counting down. It's like 64 days left into this wedding, and I am like ready to just walk down the aisle for everything to be over, and then we can do the next chapter of our life. But before we get into that, I feel like we should pop a bottle and then I can divulge some information on the wedding. Sounds good. I'm ready. All right. So, Bree, are you drinking anything? I am. I'm back on my vodka kick. 
because of the wedding. We're nine weeks away. Mm. Vodka better for weight loss than wine? It is. Less sugar. Yeah. I always wonder about that. I guess you get the desired effect faster and need less. So I think in that way. That's my theory of beer, right? So I don't think there's anything wrong with beer necessarily. But if you want to get a little bit of a buzz and be in your happy spot, it might take, you know, depending on the guy and the size of the guy, six, eight, ten beers for the effect of one or two vodka martinis. Well, I mean, I guess you can think that. I don't know. Beer has a lot of sugar and yeast in it. Um, Wine has sugar in it and vodka and tequila they don't have it so like vodka is only 70 calories so i drink vodka waters with a splash of lemon keeps yeah, me I mean, straight a glass of zin or cat we'll see let's see glass of cab i think 120 calories maybe glass of cab calories yeah yeah about 120 so that's not too bad Okay, not too bad. You can have two drinks for that 120 that you just did. <laughs> That's fine. Burn it off. Earn the drink. <laughs> so what else is up? I mean, besides just like planning the wedding and um, trying to figure out, like, because we had to cut our list. We had 280 people on our guest list. Actually, it was only 260. Um, we had to cut like 140 people because of COVID. So I've been so stressed out and just trying to like deal with that. And then my bachelorette, we were supposed to be in like Tahoe next, not next weekend, but the week after next. So girls kept backing out because of COVID. So now we're going to Savannah, Georgia. So we will be recording this. Well, I'll be live in Savannah while Chris is still in Naples. So hopefully we can get some fun special guests to join in as they're probably going to be drunk from the bachelorette but we'll excellent. see excellent um yeah that's gonna be hard i mean that's a lot of people to cut that's a, that sounds like a lot of pissed off friends mm, friends family wow. I, my heart has been aching like for the past couple of weeks because i've just cried because i'm like i don't know what to do oh my god well, uh, what are you drinking? Klein's Infidel, Red Zen. Oh. One of my go-tos. Um, man, I feel bad. Like, if if you have to disinvite me, I'm not gonna be mad. I, I'll, I'll. I mean, I know Sophie's in the wedding, so I feel like I was like, I can't disinvite you because your daughter <laughs> is in the wedding. I mean, you're just gonna put her on the airplane and be like, "Do good, Sophie. I'll see you when you get back." <laughs> no, no. Obviously, if she's going, I'm going. But <laughs> you're not gonna just borrow my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, you could do that, Sophie. Could be like, where's my mom and dad? <laughs> no, she's gonna put on that cute little dress. I'm gonna see her do her thing. That dress is amazing. I can't wait for everyone to see it. Um, yeah, we'll put we'll it on the page. It's Let's, so cute. We'll put it on the gram. Yes, she looks so pretty. So yeah, Savannah's a cool town. I like that city. Savannah's fun. It's very historical. I told my sister, I was like, if we're going to Savannah, we have to do ghost tours. Like I'm dead set on that. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's it's known for like a, being a haunted city, right? Yep, because I think it's like one of the top ones. I know St. Augustine is the most haunted city in the United States, but I think Savannah's up there as well. 
St. Augustine's supposedly the oldest in the United States, right? I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't really understand that, but that's that's what I've heard and read somewhere. I'm not sure that's true. We'll have to Google we'll have to, That may be one of those common sense questions that we're going to have to answer later on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't have any common sense questions for me tonight. Of course we have common sense questions. Oh, that's like the fun shoot. thing. People will love those. All right. You want to just do it now before I get more wine in me? I mean, we may have to because I'm already a little bit like tips myself. That is one thing that um, I've noticed vodka will make you a little tipsy faster than red wine. However, first question, do they have the 4th of July in the UK? No, I can't imagine they would. I mean, that's a, You're right, Chris. That's a loss for them. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might have said yes. Okay. What's heavier, 100 pounds of rocks or 100 pounds of feathers? Oh, I know this one. They're the same weight. Hold on one second. Sophie's. Uh, Hi, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. What's up, baby? Banana. It does look like a banana. You're right. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sophie, what's heavier? A hundred pounds of feathers or a hundred pounds of rocks? If her English is better, I know she'd know the answer. She's smarter than me. I can tell. She's already manipulating me. She said, Daddy. But you were right, Chris. They weigh the same. I, I have heard that one before, so. Me too. Don't give me credit for that one. All right. You got any others? Um, this one was weird, uh, so I'm going to skip that one. Okay. If a hazelnut falls from a tree when the wind is blowing north, where will it fall? Hold on a second. Just, I'm going to put a little pause here. Answer. Yeah, resume. Okay, so ask that question again. All right. So the question is, if a hazelnut falls from a tree when the wind is blowing north, where will it land? On the ground. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Did I get it right? You were is that doing the answer? this, and I made you drink wine more often when we do these questions, or oh, a little bit more wine. Let me say, not just a glass. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this one is kind of tricky, and I don't even know the answer to this one. Now. Or maybe it's the same one. Oh wait, I think I know the answer. Before Mount Everest was discovered. What was the highest mountain in the world? All right, is this a trick question or is this just purely knowledge? See, that's why I'm like, is it trick question or is it true? Is it from the same website you're getting all these questions from? No, I just find them randomly. Kilimanjaro. So Kilimanjaro is one of, the, so it can be Mount McKinley, mm -hmm. Mount Kilimanjaro or Mount Everest. I think it's my Everest because my Everest is still going to be the highest mountain, even if it was discovered or not, uh, right? Okay, but that's my thing. Reread the question that's, again from the beginning. Okay. What was the? How was it phrased? Before Mount Everest was discovered, what was the highest mountain in the world? Yeah, that that's an open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah, I think yeah, I think your answer is right. That, you know, that's, that's a trick question. 
Yeah, yeah that was a trick question. Yep. Mount Everest was the answer. All right. So this is the last one. <laughs> How many birthdays does the average woman have? Oh, God. I don't even know. I mean, or is this a trick question? It's definitely a trick question. Just try to figure out how. I think I know the answer. Here's here is multiple choice. A, 50, B, 1, or C, 86. Okay, reread the question. How many birthdays does the average woman have? Oh, one birthday. You only have your birth. My birthday is November fifteenth. That's my one birthday. Exactly. That's the answer. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that is it for our common sense question. Oh, common sense. This is the Baca talking. That is it for the common sense oh, questions for this week. Good. I'm sweating over here. I uh, know. <laughs> Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Um, Chris and I love hearing from you. Please continue to message us on Instagram at underscore poppin underscore bottles. Um, and then don't forget to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and guess what? Round of applause. Clap, 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 clap. We're on Google Play. So, um, don't forget to listen to us, tell your friends, tell other people. We need more listeners. We're so excited to be doing this. And Chris, do you have anything to say? Grow those glutes. Get those glutes strong. Support your back. I mean, I feel like everybody wants nice glutes. I mean, glutes I are in right now. Glutes are in. I feel like in Naples, you have to have nice glutes in the bathing suits, but we won't even get to that. That'll be <laughs> a popping bottle for next week. All right. Sounds good. This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. And this is Poppin' Bottles. Bye, guys. <laughs>